Hi everyone. Ah, coming at you. Day two of recording. It's November 2nd, 2021. Mm. Ah, I believe today is technically the day of Dia de los Muertos. I may be wrong. I apologize if I am. <laughs> um, I know that this celebration goes on for, I think, around a week. Two years ago, I had the beautiful opportunity to spend this time in Mexico, um, in Oaxaca, Mexico specifically. And um, I saw a post today of these people singing outside of this cathedral, and I thought, I think I've been there, and it was in Oaxaca. So just sending a little bit of love to everyone there, and yeah, really to everyone. I mean, this time is a very potent time on the 4th. So in two days, we will have the Scorpio new moon and, oh, I'm feeling it. Some moons and some signs I feel more than others. And being a Scorpio sun, I am very much seeing a lot of parts of my shadow coming forth. So today I want to speak to acceptance of the shadow and really allowing ourselves to experience this part of our being because it's undeniable. Um, it's undeniable that we will be faced with challenge and the darker side of the human experience. And so often we want to deny these aspects or just okay, when's the next thing going to happen? That has been my experience of, okay, I don't really want to feel this. Can I just feel happy? I'm here in Joshua Tree. Aren't I supposed to be happy? This is a big thing that I experience whenever I travel is I land in a place and I expect myself to be continuously happy the entire time. And that is just really unrealistic because just because I'm moving physically in the world somewhere does not mean that my 
human experience is not here with me. So it's been a big journey whenever I traveled to Costa Rica at the beginning of this year. I really found this and I thought, oh, I'm supposed to be this way because I'm somewhere else. I'm supposed to be doing all of these things. I'm not supposed to do what I would do at home or whatever. And I felt a lot of grace and acceptance in this trip. And it is what it is. And I do not feel a need to force myself to do anything. Um, You know, I really wanted to meet people and I really wanted to see all types of things. And when I got here, I felt really tired and just content in being. And I'm surrounded by these beautiful, beautiful, huge boulders. And I chose a very, a very specific type of Airbnb experience. So I didn't really feel a need to go and exert a lot of energy outwards because in a few days I will be going to a magical place called Elder Farm. And in these few days with a group of sisters coming together, we'll be really going inward and exerting a lot of energy. And therefore, this is my time to conserve and build the energy. So allowing this to be what it is and not needing to be any specific way for anyone else. Because I think often the expectations that I have put on myself are really expectations that I think someone else has for me. I have seen throughout this time how I'm, how certain things that I'm doing, it seems like I'm waiting for someone to get mad at me or for someone to tell me not to do that. And it's a very interesting dynamic when we look at being an adult and (laughs) seeing these tendencies of our childhood self of who's going to get on to me or tell me not to do this or tell me to do this. And again, I see this as a part of ourselves that really is looking for, maybe looking for some 
some direction or some boundaries because in childhood, if we were not given these um, disciplines or boundaries, then often we can find ourselves in our adult experience of craving that or looking for that in some type of outer relationship. Or we can see ourselves rebelling. I find that in my experience of I am enjoying myself a lot and I feel very free and carefree. And then I come up to this resistance and the resistance comes in really strong. And in that moment of resistance, I start creating all of these rules for myself. Like, oh, you're eating way too much sugar. So instead of seeing like, maybe I'm eating a lot of sugar, maybe I could cut back a little bit. It's like no sugar at all. Like you will stop eating sugar now. And it's very drastic in the opposing force of feeling so free. And maybe you relate, maybe you do not. Um, If you're listening, then you may relate. Because I believe that any, any message that we come across, if we're really moving through life in a conscious and in a conscious and seeking or really asking questions, then often we are met with similar experiences to ours on the outside. So, for example, I have been desiring to learn of um, sexual and sensual practices. Hello, Scorpio. And I've just kind of been calling this in, you could say. And when I say calling this in, I really mean I've been thinking about it (laughs) and I've been asking, you know, people of the Christian belief system would say praying, um, people in the new age manifestation lingo would say, maybe calling it in, I don't know. I've been, I've been really looking at this idea of manifestation because on one hand I see its potency and our ability to co-create with creator. And on another hand, I see how it can become problematic in some sense. So when I say calling something in or asking spirit for guidance, really, then 
I may just ask or say in my mind's eye of, I'm looking for a teacher in this area. I'm looking for a sensual embodiment teacher. And often I will be met with something of sorts. And I think it's also really beautiful to say at the end of that, if this is in service for the good of all, because some ideas that we have are more egoic based and those are fine too, you know? Um, For me, following this line of sensuality and sexuality, I, there is part of my ego that's involved probably because I am desiring it for myself. Though I do find that I'm desiring it for, for myself to be in greater connection with all. And ultimately, I think that this is such a desire of the human experience because ultimately connection is one of the greatest human desires. And so rather than, as I just did, describing it as ego-based, we are human beings and therefore we have desires. And allowing our desires to be heard and to be spoken to is important. And sometimes defining it as being the ego is shaming, ultimately. And our ego is a part of us. And I'm very much trying to transition my words, my actions, and my choices away from my previous system of being, which was that of shaming. Which was that of uncertainty and doubt and the spiral of judgment, shame, doubt, judgment, shame, doubt. There was this endless loop. And I have found in my exploration of spending so much time alone I found that this system is a protection mechanism. And ultimately, it's cutting out connection. Connection to myself, to my heart, to others. And it's old. And... 
it's not desired in my life anymore. Instead, I choose to live from a place of witnessing and acceptance and openness and love. Because this is where we find connection. And this is where we find acceptance for all and for ourselves. Because no matter what we are doing or even thinking, how can we come back to the breath? How can we come back to this openness of self? Because in the openness of self, this is where we find acceptance. I'm striving to move into this every day, every day. And the shadow's still making its way. I still see it. And sometimes I still get, you could say, mesmerized by it. Or tricked into believing that that is me. And... That is just not the case. Because if we choose to define ourselves by a single part of who we are, or who we believe we are, then why not choose that part of us that is loving and open and accepting? And if we can remember that part, if we can grow that aspect of ourselves. And when I say grow that, can we spend more time in that? Can we spend more time in pleasure, in a centered connection to the body and the breath? Because the more time we spend with that part of ourselves, the more the more the other parts are not so important, or they don't hold as much weight. Because if I'm in a space of reactivity and of anger and sadness and just victim mentality or whatever, whatever the feeling that is heavy and closing of the heart, if I can remember even for a slight moment in that experience, what it feels like when I'm open. If I can remember how loving I really am, then 
that split second of remembrance can bring me back into becoming the witness. To seeing the sadness and the shame and the doubt and seeing it and thinking, wow, I'm sorry you're feeling this way right now. You're going to be okay. And that's achieved or that state is awakened by breathing. By breathing, by remembering in that moment. By feeling my body and my heart, maybe touching my body. Hey, I'm here. We're here in this time. November 2nd, 2021 at 10.30 a.m. We're not back in our childhood when we originally felt unaccepted or shamed for being ourselves or for expressing ourselves. And in those moments, we We can allow them to be, and we can remember who we really are. And we can remember our heart. Hmm. I knew some things wanted to come through today. Oh, I'm drinking tea this morning as I do most mornings and I could just feel so much wanting to be expressed and I thank you for listening and for being here now may you move throughout your day remembering your heart remembering that expansive loving part of you that is always waiting to be remembered. Until next time.